With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Cassandra Perkins, and you are listening to Behind the Mask. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to the show today. Our goal on this show is to inspire you, our listeners, uh, to lift and and to motivate you and provide you tools um, that can make a positive impact in your life. And um, I think the best way to do that is through stories. And we all have a story. I don't care who you are. You have a story. If you stop anybody on the street, if you talk to anybody, everybody has a story. And I believe through those stories and through people, we can really find inspiration for our own life and can uh, take tools from other people and their experiences and apply them into our own life so we can better our own life. And it's it's truly an amazing gift to be able to sit here and talk to people and hear their stories and you know get to learn so- stuff myself as well and get to learn lessons myself. Um, and I think the perfect way to do that and, uh, you know, a pure example of that is through people like motivational speakers and authors. And my guest today is, you know, not only has his father been through that, but also he is now living that purpose-driven life as well by motivating others and sharing his positivity into the world. And it's truly remarkable to be able to sit and talk to somebody and hear their stories. And that's why I just, I love what I do so much to be able to just impact the world and share stories of positivity. So let me read a little bit about my guest. You may have heard of him. He is the CEO of Ziegler Inc. He is Tom Ziegler. He not only shares a last name with his father, Zig Ziegler, you may have heard of, but he also carries on that philosophy that we were just talking about, which is, um, you know, positivity and something that Zig said, which is, you know, you can have everything, have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And I think that's a perfect example of what I want to do and something I want to live my whole life with is helping other people. So prior to being named CEO, he began his rec- his career in retail and direct sales. He joined the Zig Ziglar Corporation in 1987 and lo- learned every aspect of business as he climbed from working in the warehouse to sales, to seminar promotion, to sales management, and then on to leadership. With the Ziegler name, Tom has had to live a lot. <laughs> He's had to live up to a lot. No kidding. But he is, um, rather than trying to fill his father's shoes, because, you know, nobody can replace, he has created some of his own. He's boldly taking Ziegler Inc. into the world of social communities, Twitter blogs, live video, webcasts. Um, and he's trying to really put the message out there of hope, integrity, and positivity, um, which is, you know, 
uh, a whole new thinking to a whole different audience too. You know, back then, um, you know, there was a lot of in, um, you know, TV, there was a lot of DVDs or cassette tapes, <laughs> but you know, he's uh, really diving into putting it out on social media in today's world, which is so cool and such a, an amazing new different way of putting messages out there. And, you know, we can have positivity at our fingertips whenever we want it. And that's such a beautiful thing. So he's really just keeping, you know, the Ziegler company alive and he is out there making such a huge difference. And um, like we said, you know, he's not trying to fill his father's shoes, but he's out there and he has his own beautiful message and beautiful story of positivity. And I have known him for probably about, what, three, four years now, which is crazy to think. And it's so nice to not only talk to him and share his story with you guys, but to be able to catch up with him myself. And I'm so excited to welcome to the show, Tom Ziegler. Tom, are you there, my friend? I am here. What a blessing to be here. What a, what an introduction. It's, it's, uh, you know, I just <laughs> think of myself as a normal human being doing the best <laughs> I can. And so you get me fired up. You see, that's the thing, though, is you are a normal human being, and you know, and you have this positivity and this this story of your life, and you get to share that with everybody else. And what's so cool is, you know, you inspire other people to do the same thing. And you know, we all have that story that we can put out into the world and share positivity with others, and you know, they can learn from our experiences. And everyone is capable of that. And I think you're a pure example of showing that anyone's capable of, you know, leaving that legacy per se. So Tom, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to be on my show today. I appreciate it. Oh, what a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I got to start with the question that I feel is uh, probably routine for you to get asked. Um, but something, you know, I always want to know is what it is like growing up with Zig Ziglar, you know, someone so positive and, um, you know, I just want to know what was your childhood like growing up, you know, with your siblings and um, your mom? What was it like growing up in your household? Well, I have to tell you, you know, growing up, uh, I'm, you're talking to maybe the most blessed human being there is hmm. as, as good as dad was on stage and all the books that he wrote and all the programs that he developed and, you know, the legacy and people's uh, love for him as, as good as he was in the public eye, he was even better at home. Hmm. Uh, he did things with intention. You know, he, I was a focus in his life. Um, and we we had a great uh, father-son relationship and a great friendship as well. Uh, when I was young, you know, when I was, you know, 10, 15 years old, I didn't know exactly what he did. I just knew he went and spoke and, and the people uh, loved him. And we'd be eating out somewhere and people would come up in the middle of our dinner and, you know, for 10 minutes, somebody would would start talking about how he changed their life. And that never gets old. You know, it's it's never an interruption or an inconvenience when somebody comes to talk to you with gratitude uh, for what you've done. And, and so I watched that. And then I moved into uh, the business and started working, and I got to see firsthand the impact that he had. And as powerful and good as it was on a large scale, uh, it was even better at home with him one-on-one, you know, just an example just an example and a relationship. So I was blessed. Um, and it was something that I look at and now I get to travel and speak around the world and the blessings continue no matter where I go. It's like, I'm there with family. Yeah. You know, there are people there who have read a book or listened to our podcast or, you know, they have an old 
cassette program or they heard dad speak and they come up and they, they tell me the story about how the first time they heard him and it inspired them and, and -hmm. gave them, you know, that hope and encouragement and how that led to them, you know, changing their life. And it's, it's like a reunion right there. So yeah, blessed indeed. No kidding. And what's cool is someday, you know, uh, your children are going to have the same experience, you know, of them, you know, people coming up to them and saying, oh, this is the first time I heard Tom Ziegler. And this is the, you know, what he, how how he impacted my life. So your kids are going to get to have the same experience, which is, uh, you know, again, just a pure example of legacy and, you know, something that Zig left and something that you're going to leave. And it's, it's so cool to see how that impacts other people's life. So, um, you know, with growing up, you have love siblings incredible siblings and and you know you have siblings that are you know along this journey with you what was it like you know growing up with your siblings uh you know as siblings did you guys get along I know there's a lot of positivity as you say um what was it like for you and your siblings well I have uh I had three sisters my oldest sister Susie she she passed away 23 years ago Mm -hmm. um Julie and Cindy you know them both uh pretty amazing yeah. Uh, and they're, you know, and, and all that they do. But I was the baby by almost 10 years. So Julie is nine and a half years older than me. Hmm. And so because of that, and she moved out when she was 18. So about the time I realized what a sister was, hmm. <laughs> they had left the house. Wow. <laughs> uh, and so early on, it's like I had four moms, you know, because I was little and Cindy, Julie, and Susie took took turns watching me and doing what, you know, what they do to little brothers, uh, I guess. And then as I grew up, uh, you know, they moved out of the house. And so I kind of had almost an only child uh, raising, but Christmas and family events and birthdays and Thanksgiving and all those was amazing because you know, they would all come back in and we would have that time together. And now I get to work with my sisters. I've been working uh, with both of them for years and doing, you know, carrying on what we do. And, and uh, God's really used each of them and with their own gifts and talents. And that's one of the things that dad told us, by the way, is he never put any pressure on any of us to do any certain thing. You know, he Mm -hmm. didn't say, you know, be a salesperson or be a speaker. He just said, uh, whatever you decide to do, do it with 100% integrity and 100% effort. And so I I believe God gives us each unique gifts and talents and strengths. And it's our responsibility to develop those with grit. And my -hmm. sisters have, they're very, we're all different from each other. And so the more we focus on what the talents and gifts that God gave us, the better we seem to do. So Dad set us up perfectly for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the fact that you fell into that path of, of motivation and inspiring is just so cool to see. It's so cool that you know, that kind of fell down the ladder. And here you are able to take your story and your experiences and share them with the world. And it, it's so cool. And, you know, I'm speaking from experience here, getting to hear your stories and hear about your life and, and you know, Julie and Cindy and everybody. It's just so cool to get to hear 
how your guy's life has been um, so heavily impacted, you know, just by preaching positivity. And that's so amazing to see. It's so cool. So when did you decide, you know, here you are, he's saying, just do everything you want to do with 100% and integrity. When did you decide, hey, I want to I want to be like my dad and, and, you know, go out and inspire the world? When when did that decision really happen for you? Well, it's happened, um, you know, I think with most people, uh, you know, a very small percentage of lucky people know when they're, you know, 8, 10, 12, 15 years old, hey, this is what I'm built for. This is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. Right. Uh, Most people, uh, you know, you start off, you're not real sure, you go in a direction and it either confirms or that that's what you should be doing or it confirms you should be doing something else. Yeah. Uh, so, so my journey was more like that. So when I graduated from college, my goal was to be a professional golfer. That's mm. what I wanted to do. And I played college golf and I was taking, uh, I was working with Hank Haney, who was one of the top pros. And I started traveling and learned very quickly that, um, there's some really good golfers out there and I had a long way to go. Mm. And after college, I got buried and started working at the where in the warehouse at the company, not because I wanted a warehouse job, but because I was married and I had a, a golf habit and a wife to support. <laughs> so so, so it didn't warehouse. even start out as that. Interesting. Yeah, so I worked in the warehouse at the company, and then I moved over to production, and I was doing, uh, this is in the old days. I, I don't even know if you've ever seen a cassette tape, but cassette <laughs> yeah. tapes, VHS, yeah. Uh, I was doing that production and then I moved into sales and hmm. when I moved into sales, it kind of sparked something. It's like, wow, I like this. This is fun. I enjoy it. It's natural. You know, it's kind of interesting when we find a gift or a talent or a strength and uh, we tend to like it because it comes easier. <laughs> wow. Um, well, sales is a great one to have. <laughs> Goodness. <yeah. laughs> That's a great talent to have. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, I won't kid you, I was scared in the beginning yeah. because, you know, talking to strangers and asking them to, to say yes, uh, you know, and you're, you're 24 and they're, you know, 55 and they've got all the, you know, they've got 30 years of experience on you. Right. But I really, I really uh, grew in confidence. And about that time uh, is when I realized that golf wasn't, um, wasn't going to be my future. And I, and I look back on that and I always wondered because I'd given it a hundred percent. But I thought that if I ever left off, you know, there'd be like something in my life that, that, that had a regret or remorse, you know, that I didn't, wasn't able to do that. But truthfully, I never looked back. I never regretted it. I think it's because I realized I'd given it all that I had and I had something even better to go to. Hmm. You know, it's that it's kind of like that realization. Hey, wait a second. That would have been great, but that's not really what you're made for. You're made for something else. And so moving into sales and then I got into sales management and then I started promoting events. Wow. And so we would go to seminars and and dad would be speaking or, or other people on our team. And I'd be there either either running the back end or selling at the event. And so my first kind of life change uh moment was i was at an event and this guy it was it was a, i'll just tell you it was a huge amway event there were thirty thousand people there and dad was the surprise guest speaker 
So 30,000 people there. They didn't know who their surprise guest was going to be. It was in a big arena, and they had a break in the afternoon, and they gave us about an hour and a half to set up our product table, which was about 15 tables long. Wow. We put all these books, all these cassette tapes, all these VHS programs on these tables, and we covered them up with uh, tablecloths. And then all of us, you know, and then they let everybody in, and we covered them up so that people couldn't see who the surprise guest was. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool experience. And then you have this huge reveal. Hey, Tom, we do have to take a break real quick. But when we return, I want to get right back on to that story. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Tom Ziegler. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And this is Mark Mara with Champion of Choices. Major depression affects more than 120 million people around the world. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death with students ages 10 through 24. Like my good friend Mark says, happiness is the key to success, and we all have that choice to make in life. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so reach out to those around you and be the voice. We become who we surround ourselves with. Your friends, they're like elevators. They're either going to take you up or they're going to take you down. Find out more information at thinkpods, that's P-O-Z dot org, thinkpods dot org. Hello, this is Cassandra Perkins, and I'm here with Phil R. Taylor, who is the host of the 17 Biblical Principles of Success. My friend, what does the program consist of? Well, Cassandra, we're so delighted to be able to bring this program. Have you ever met somebody who doesn't want to be successful? (laughs) We we all want to be successful, right? Whether it be in our marriage or professions or jobs at school, whatever it is. Well, God's given us a blueprint, a specific formula for us to live a life that is full, meaningful, significant and successful. And so this program really breaks down 17 biblical principles that God has imparted to us through his word in order for us to live that life that is successful. And the Bible does talk about success. And so we've invited 51 contributors onto our program from various professions who share their personal stories and experiences in light of what the Bible and how the Bible has impacted them. And of course, filled in this program are anecdotes, insights from scripture that will inspire and uplift you to live that life of success as God has designed you. It's truly an amazing program and I want people to be able to get a hold of this. So what is the information? Where can we find more and purchase the 17 Biblical Principles of Success? It's really easy. All one has to do is go to 17BiblicalPrinciplesOfSuccess.org and that's spelled out number one seven biblical principles of success.org welcome back everyone i am joined over the phone with tom ziggler he is the ceo of ziggler inc and we were just talking to him a little bit about his life and you know growing up with zig ziggler as his father and really where he decided he wanted to help people and make an impact and he was just telling us a story of how he was at an event and um we're just going to jump right back into it so tom are you still there with us 
I'm here, yeah. Thanks so much. So here here you are at this event. You know, you cover it up. You have all these books laid out, all of these cassette tapes, <laughs> all of these things laid out, and you covered it up um, so they didn't know who the speaker was, who the surprise speaker was, which was Zig, obviously. Yeah, so they open the door, and it's a stampede because you've got, you know, probably 15,000 people rushing in to try to get near the front. And so the doors open and this guy runs by, he's like one of the first ones. And he looks back at the product table and one of our tablecloths had not completely covered everything on the table. It kind of, it had been pulled aside and he looked directly at a big album cover with dad's picture on it. And he looks at me and he goes, wow, is Zig Ziglar going to be here? And so I kind of gave him, the, you know, the sign with my hand. You know, I put my finger up to my lips, and I and I and I pulled the tablecloth over so nobody else would see it. And I said, "Yeah, he's going to speak uh, later today, but don't tell anybody." And he goes, "Oh, that's fantastic! I love him." And then he said, "Is he going to be signing autographs?" And I said, "Yeah, he's going to be signing autographs." And then the guy said. Um, well, where is he going to sign them? I want to get in line. <laughs> so I told him. I said, well, wait a second. Uh, it's 6 o'clock now, and he's going to start speaking at midnight because this thing goes late into the evening. And it's probably going to run late, and so he's probably not going to be done until one thirty in the morning. Wow. And the line won't even start to form until he takes the stage at midnight. Because nobody knows he's here. So why don't you just go and enjoy the program and then maybe a little bit before midnight come up here and you you can get in line. It's going to be right down there. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, no, I'm going to go stand in line now. (laughs) So here's a man standing in a line that nobody knows even exists yet. (laughs) And I think to myself, oh, this isn't going to last long. Well, about an hour and a half later, he's still standing there. <laughs> and, and so I go over, and I said, okay, what's your story? Well, it turns out this guy uh, was from Central America. Hmm. And he had, a, you know, he had an accent, and he said, well, let me tell you my story. He said, he's, he said I, I came to the United States to give my family a better life. And so when I moved to the United States, I moved to Chicago, and I lived with my brother. And I'd been here about a month, and I went to my brother, and I said, if I'm going to do well in the United States, I've got to learn English. And my brother handed me a book, and he said, here's a book. And if you translate it, get your, your Spanish-English dictionary, and if you translate this book from English into Spanish, not only will it teach you English in the process, but it will change your life. Hmm. And that book was see you at the top. Wow. And this man started crying at this point. Aww. And he started telling me, this book saved my life and it saved my marriage. He said, when I moved to the U.S., he said, I was, an al- I was a borderline alcoholic. My wife was about to leave me. And I came here really to see if I could give them a a better financial future. And what I found is 
that book and what I learned gave me my relationship back with my wife. I haven't had any alcohol since then. My marriage is rock solid. And now I'm making a living uh, mm. and a good living doing what I love to do. And you could just see this humbleness and the, the tears and, and also the joy and kind of like this sense of pride that, you know, he had taken this information and actually done something. And that's when I, that's when I first realized, and that was probably mid-20s, maybe 27, 28. That's when I really sunk in that we weren't in the book and tape business. We were in the life-changing business. Mm. And there is nothing more fulfilling, more satisfying, more joyful than when you're able to help someone else be, do, or have more than they thought possible. And that's significance, really. And so that's when it kind of, that's when I kind of changed, you know, it became, wow, this is, this is pretty neat. We can, we can impact people's lives and uh, make a living at the same time. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, you that's know, pretty that cool. doesn't get much better than that. So that was it. That's that was a long answer to your question, but there you go. Wow. So at that moment you realized this is what you want to do. You know, you wanna you wanna help yeah. people, you wanna change lives. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. And and how then, did you know, uh, we have about three minutes left, but I wanna know how did Zig react to hearing these stories? You know, here he is, you know, just sharing his life and, you know, trying to, you know, leave a legacy and here he's hearing these stories of how these people's lives have just changed. What was his reactions to things like that? You know, it was always a combination of uh humbleness and gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> um and what I mean by both is that you know, dad's story was he, he he grew up in a very difficult situation. He never did well in school. Uh, he was raised by a single mom with a fifth grade education and the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And then he got into sales and he didn't sell anything. Yeah. And then after two and a half years of selling nothing, his mentor, the guy that he looked up to, P.C. Merrill, uh, they were at an event put his hands on dad's shoulders and looked him in the eye and said, Zig, in all my years, I've never seen such a waste. Hmm. But if you believed in yourself and went to work on a regular schedule, you could be a champion. And because that man had the, you know, dad respected him and he believed him. That was the day that dad uh, went on that journey. What does it mean to believe in yourself? He started knocking on the door every day at 9 a.m. because he was in direct sales. Holy moly. And then that year he ended up number two out of 7,000 salespeople. And that was like the rocket launch. The problem with the rocket launch was rockets go up and they come down. So over the next, you know, 10 or 15 years, he had all these wins and all these losses. And then 1972, July 4th is when he accepted Christ. Hmm. And at that point he was ready. And, And basically at that point he was broken in debt. And he said, God, I've done it my own way all these years. Now I'm going to do it your way. So really when he opened his heart and, you know, accepted Christ, that's when his, his life changed, but it's cool. You know, it's cool to hear how, how little things like that can just change your life, you know, accepting the Lord as your savior, you know, hearing from, you know, someone who you look up to, um, you know, saying that you can do it, that you're capable of so much more. And it's crazy to hear how it kind of, again, goes 
up the ladder how that person inspired that person inspired that person and it just shows the impact that we can truly have you know we can impact someone's life for the the worse and we can impact someone's life for the better we truly do have that capability now i want you guys to be able to go find out all about ziggler they have incredible programs i should know i'm ziggler certified and it it changed my life it truly did so guys go check it out you can go to ziggler.com and you know tom is there and all his siblings are there and they run the program and it's incredible also if you want to know more about tom as well as myself be sure to go to my website you can go to cassandraperkinsradio.com we'll be right back Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins. This is Deputy John Arnold with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Did you know that over 1,006,000 car accidents are caused from texting and driving each year? Also, you have a 23% greater chance of being involved in a motor vehicle accident while texting and driving. If you get a text, it can wait. Pull over to a safe location. Nothing is that important. Don't, Don't drive, drive while, while intoxicated. Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And I'm Jimmy Graham, Director of Active Shooter Response Training Center. Between 2000 and 2013, an average of 11.4 active shooter incidents occurred annually. And according to the FBI, active shooter incidents are on the rise, and the majority of them occur in the workplace. Tell us a little bit about your background, Jimmy. I spent a little over 15 years in the U.S. Navy SEAL teams as an operating instructor, and then I also uh, worked for the federal government training protective officers and deploying overseas. And now what are you doing to help educate and prepare others? At ASRTC, we're training individuals in the workplace to protect themselves and those in their care. I love your motto. Would you mind sharing with my listeners what it is? Not at all. We have a motto of faith, not fear, and perception, not paranoia. To learn more, contact us at asrtrainingcenter.com. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And this is Linda Newell, Colorado State Senator. Colorado ranks seventh in the nation for suicide. And in Colorado, suicide is the second cause of death for youth ages 10 through 24. If you are considering or have thoughts of suicide, don't be afraid to reach out. In a world where you might feel alone, please know there is always someone there to listen. No judgments, confidential. Call the National Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. Then you would bear my cross. Welcome back, everyone. I am joined over the phone with Tom Ziegler. 
he not only shares a last name with his father, Zig Ziglar, but also he carries on his philosophy, which is simply, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. And that's truly what I live my life by as well. And it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful quote and such a beautiful thing to live by. Um, he is the CEO of Ziglar Inc. And we were talking to him a little bit before the break of how you know, he climbed this this ladder from you know working in the warehouse to sales, to seminar promotion, to sales management and you know on to leadership and ceo of the company so tom are you there with us still i'm here once again thanks so much for uh, taking the time to be on uh, on my show i always love talking to you and hearing your stories it's it's absolutely incredible oh it's what a blessing to be here thanks again for having me on and and uh you know people need today more than ever they need hope and encouragement yeah, that's no what kidding. we're about is br- bringing hope and encouragement yeah, absolutely. That and I truly believe that's so true that people just need hope. They, you know, even to be able to find that ounce of hope, that little light of hope can push somebody to keep going and keep uh pushing for their life even. Um so to be able to show them that there is that light, that there is that hope, it, it's so beautiful. So for you, um you know, here you are <laughs> as we were just saying, you know, from working in the warehouse to becoming the CEO of the company. I want to know for your yourself what was your first speaking engagement do you remember it like the the first time you got on stage and talk and what was it like (laughs) well i'll give you my first two because they were like opposite ends of the spectrum oh god (laughs) i'm Uh, ready (laughs) yeah so the the first time i spoke on stage because i'm not a you know i never said boy i want to go out and speak in fact i was the guy behind the scenes you know i leave that up to the professionals. Um, and so late in dad's life, uh, just after he turned to 80, uh, he had a fall and he had a brain injury. Yeah. And because of that, he lost a short-term memory. He still knew all the answers. You know, he still uh, had the heart, the desire, the passion. Uh, but when he would start to tell stories, he would forget that he'd already told the story. So he might repeat himself. And, so dad, when that happened, he said, well, I still have something to say. So we got to figure out a way for me to say it. And so what we did is we would, he would go to the events and then my sister, Julie would interview him on stage and a couple of times she couldn't go. So literally my first time to really go out and speak, uh, was to go on a stage in front of 15,000 people in Pittsburgh Wow. and interview dad so, <laughs> so my first crowd that was it uh it doesn't get bigger than that yeah oh my and then goodness. a short a short time later uh i kind of had my first solo event and i was invited to speak at a tea party uh this was the early days of the tea party i think and uh they were having a tea party gathering at the county fair outside of Rogers, Arkansas. And they only wanted me to speak about 20 minutes. So we go out there and it's in a field. So it's at a fairground in Arkansas at a field. (laughs) And they have this podium and and the people are from everywhere. I mean, tall and skinny and short and fat and black, brown, white. I mean, every color you can imagine, every type of business suits and flip-flops. I mean, it was all over the place. (laughs) a great group of people. There's about, oh, probably about 300 people there, maybe 250. And as I'm getting ready to go up on the podium, 
which is just built on this little thing out, out in the field, I see the cloud rolling in. And this cloud has lightning in it, and it's dark. And literally about 30 seconds after I started speaking, my first real solo paid speech, and when I say paid, don't don't get excited. It was for almost nothing. <laughs> I was doing it because of the you know the message they asked me to bring. And, yeah. And I start and the rain starts coming down. Oh. So here I am, and these are big drops. And and you know where we are, big drops means that it's fixing to get real intense. <laughs> and all of a sudden, 250 people pick up their stuff and they start running to the top of the hill where there's this metal barn. Oh, my goodness. And it's one of those big metal livestock barns where there's there's a huge metal roof, but there's no walls. So mm-hmm. you can just kind of run in it and take shelter. So we all run up there. Everybody's soaking wet by the time we get there. And then they hand me a bullhorn <laughs> to finish my speech oh my while goodness. the rain is hitting this metal roof and it just sounds, you know, it, it sounds like machine gun fire. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that was my, that was my first, you know, two experiences. It was like, it was like God showing me what it could be like and, and what it is like. <laughs> 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 so did you finish? But, did you finish the speech then? Did you did you finish I did. your talk? <laughs> and, I, and I think at least four people heard it. <laughs> wow! If, if you weren't if you weren't within ten you know ten feet of the bullhorn, that the the sound of that building was unbelievable. Wow. So, oh, uh, so, but funny. anyway, I've you know really fallen in, in you know in love and enjoy going out and speaking. It's such a it's just a really neat thing when you can when you can go and share wisdom um, that it's almost like it was in our DNA, not because it's there, but because just, I was just raised on it. Right. And then I've had confirmation of it thousands of times by all the people I've met and, you know, with dad and his connection, able to, to, to count many, many experts and influencers and, you know, high profile people as friends and to see what, what it is that they built their life on, you know, and, and it's not just about, you know, having career success and all that. It's, it's, it's the balanced wheel, you know, it's gotta be spiritual success and physical and mental and family. It's all of that package, but to be able to go out and share that and to share it through stories that connect and then have people come up and talk about how, that, you know, this is going to help them in whatever area of life and then get letters and emails back from people who are applying it. It's just a, you know, it's an incredible thing. So I'm truly blessed to be able to do that. So in your opinion, what do you feel like is the most rewarding part of, of, um, you know, talking and, and coaching and, um, you know, being in the life changing business, essentially, you know, what do you feel like is the most rewarding thing? You know, the most rewarding thing is, is when you uh, encounter someone who's gone through a difficult stretch yeah, uh, or they've had some horrible things happen to them, uh, either because of bad decisions or because of situations beyond their control. Right. I mean, let's face it, life is, life is not fair. No. And it's hard. Yeah. And it's hard. And they're hurting people. I mean, you know, if you treat people like they're hurting – uh, 95% of the time you're right. Yeah. 
And so when you when you come across somebody like that and they're at a point where they're where they're like, you know what, I'm tired of doing it the way I've always done it. It's not getting me anywhere. And you're able to basically just share a little bit of God's truth. Yeah. And you, you don't have to share it using scripture. That's always works. Uh, but you can share it through a story or an example or an idea. And then you can see that little bit of hope start to build up in that person. Yeah. And then you tell them your own story or things that you've been through and, and you know, people you've met. And then the hope gets bigger. Hmm. And then that person says, you know what, I'm going to try that. And then they go and they try it. And their life has changed just a little bit. It's like, wow, that worked. And then they try the next thing and they go, wow, that worked too. And then before you know it, they have started to change their mindset. They've started to change the things they do. They've started to change their beliefs. They've started to change their input. And and you can just see their life change right in front of you. And just that joy that comes from, hey, they did all the work. You know, don't get me wrong. Whenever somebody says, hey, you changed my life, (laughs) the quick and the truthful response is, hey, I just shared something with you that's one of God's truths. You're the one who did the work and and believed it. And I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you for for letting me know that you're, you know, that I'm the one who got that started. But I'm so proud that you ran with it. it. That's the most rewarding thing, because let's face it. Um, you get on an airplane and there's a hundred people on that plane, close to 95, 96 of them are really hurting. Yeah. Wow. That's a hard truth. (laughs) That's a really hard truth. And I feel like that's, uh, you know, the, the world we're living in today and, you know, to be able to share positivity and and find people who will support you and and give you that is, is such a necessity in today's world. And that might be, that might be God. So, you know, one of the questions I have for you is, uh, you know, through your family, you talk a lot about the positivity, but there's also been a lot of tragedy in, in your life and your sibling's life. You know, you lost your, your sister, um, you lost your niece, um, and even you lost your own father. But I, I've, I've observed from an outside perspective that you guys celebrate life. Your family celebrates life and you guys, you know, cherish life. And, um, you know, it's not an extremely sad thing for you guys observing from an outside perspective um, and that you just celebrate their life and, and their legacy. How do you think you do that? How do you think you, you know, have coped with this tragedy? Is it because of God? Oh, absolutely. Um, 100%. And, and I'll give you different perspectives. Uh, first off, um, you know, dad had an incredible life. Yeah. And you know, almost everybody in the world would want to, you know, gosh, if I could have a life like Zig Ziglar, <laughs> yeah, give it to me. Yeah. But it wasn't without uh, grief and, and tragedy. He lost his daughter, yeah. uh, my sister Susie. But when dad passed away, I mean, as believers, we know where he's going. Yeah. And it, to me, it's kind of like this. Um, this world, we're here for such a short time. It, when you compare our little lifespan to eternity, it's it's just a blink. Yeah, it is. And and so I've had really good friends and people I love, they'll move away from, from Dallas. And I, and I know they're going on a long trip, but, you know, I might see them in a year or two years or the next time I'm in, you know, their hometown. And so when dad passed away, 
first off, I knew he was going to the best place imaginable mm-hmm. beyond our comprehension right. to be with the Lord and to be in heaven. And, and number two is I'm going to see him again someday. Yeah. So it's like it's like a long trip, right? So so we celebrate the time we had in the relationship, and it's hard because you know he's on a long trip. Yeah. Uh, but the day's going to come when we're united. And then when you talk about my my uh, niece. Um, who got a brain tumor when she was two and fought that fight for almost two years and, and died when she was four. I tell you what, that's a, I don't understand that. That's above my pay grade. Right. Um, but for me, the, the faith comes in again because it's like, God, you know, what's, what's going on here? What are you doing here? Why are you allowing this? Um, and then I then I have this this peace and this confidence that says, you know what? I don't have to understand it. Right. Right. The creator of the universe, the the uncaused cause. He's done everything. I mean, he's and so I just sit back and I and I trust. But you know what? We grieve. Right. And we we go through the emotions. We have anger. We don't understand. And that's just part of the process. And, and so, but because I don't have to make sense of it, because I, you know, and I'll leave that up to him, that gives me that that extra foundation, that extra bit of, of courage just to go forward. Uh, and I can tell you miracles that happen in the midst of tragedies uh, over and over again that we, that we see in our own lives and in other people's lives. And so, so faith is the centerpiece of it. I, I've always said the three F's, you know, how do people go through tragedy without faith, family, and friends? Yeah. And it starts with, it starts with God. Yeah, it truly has to. And I really believe that everything you do in your life, you know, once you can kind of, once you can kind of let that go, that you, you know, don't have to understand things that you don't have to have control of things, but you know, in your heart that there is a reason and that God has a plan and he has a plan for every single one of us. And and it might seem cruel in our own heads and we might not understand it, but we know that God has complete control over every aspect of our life and he just wants what's best for us. And it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to, you know, not only with, um, you know, horrible things like death, but, you know, some of the things that this world is going through today, like depression and anxiety and the list just goes on of mental health, you know, uh, drinking, drugs, all of these different things. We know that ultimately, um, you know, if we can, you know, we hear the phrase a lot, but let go and let God, that it truly can make such a huge difference in our life. And, you know, I've experienced that firsthand myself and it's, it's a remarkable, remarkable thing. So, um, you know, thank you for, for talking about that because, you know, we get to hear a lot about the positivity and, you know, we, uh, you know, we all are struggling. We all do, do all uh, go through struggles. So, Thank you for, um, you know, coming out and talking about that. Um, you know, I think it's very true that, you know, we can all relate to going through struggles, just like, you know, comparing on the airplane where, you know, 97% of those people are going through struggles in their life. And, you know, if we can uh, come out and talk about them and be honest about them, you know, it becomes normal to, to deal with difficulties in life. And we can slowly introduce hope and light and that everything's going to be okay in life. And, uh, you know, it's hard to see in the moment, but again, 
that kind of comes into play if you let go and let God. It can truly make such a huge difference in your life. Now, <laughs> we'll try to switch it up here a little bit so you know we don't, we don't want to start crying. But you know, I want to know for for your life. You know, here here you are going at it. You're you're speaking. You're you're writing books. You're you're coaching, you're doing all these crazy things, um, you know, and you're getting asked questions about your life probably almost on the daily, I'm assuming, just because of your experiences and experiences with you know, traveling and getting to see the world and, and um, talk to so many people. You're probably getting questions asked daily. But one question um, that you talk about that you were asked that you had never um, really been asked before was, what is the fastest way to success? And this kind of you know took you by surprise. So would you mind um, telling that story a little bit and really how that um, kind of transferred into creating a, a new program for people? You bet. So I was speaking in Australia a few years ago, and uh, whatever I do, my, my programs, and especially when I have more than a keynote, when I have a full day, I love questions. Yeah. Uh, the more questions, the better. And so I break before, you know, right before the break, I said, does anybody have any questions? And this guy raises his hand, and he says, Tom, what is the fastest way to success? And I have to tell you, I was 50 years old at that time. Nobody had ever asked me that question before. Hmm. You know, usually when it comes to success, it's like, what are the three keys to success? Or what do successful people do? Or how can I be more successful? This guy just cut right to the chase. Yeah. He said, what is the fastest way to success? <laughs> Smart. And so I had to, yeah, I had the deer in the headlights look for, I don't know, it seemed like a long time. It was probably only a second or two. And I simply said, the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. And then we went to break. Well, when we came back from break, Steve McKnight, who's a friend and a mentor who was hosting the event over there, uh, he, enter, he, he comes back from the break. He brings everybody back in, and he starts off by saying this. Everybody get your pen out. Did you hear what Tom said? The fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. Well, I'm leaning on the wall, and he said that, and I do the double-take move, and I'm like, I said that. <laughs> You're like, hey, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I did. I wrote it down. The fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. Hmm. <laughs> so, so I write that down, think about it the rest of the day. You know, we still had over half a day left. We get done about 5.30. I get to my hotel room about 7. The first thing that I do is Google it. Who said that? And guess what? Nobody had said it. Hmm. So, so I email the office and I say, hey, make this into a quote poster and put it on Facebook because we got a big Facebook audience. Yeah. And they did. And so if you go Google, the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. You know, there, there it is. Well, now, on this trip, I had about 40 hours more, uh, well, not that much, 30 more hours of airplane time hmm. because I was flying to Sydney and then Darwin and then Brisbane and then Papua New Guinea and then Los Angeles and then back to Dallas. You add all that up, it's like 30-plus hours. Wow. And so I started playing that truth in my mind and started asking the question, wait a second, if if in our mental life, if we want to do better in our, if we want mental success, is it replacing bad habits with good habits? Well, the answer is yes. 
we change our input from bad input to good input. Then I go to the spiritual life, and I'm like, well, is that the fastest way to spiritual success? Absolutely. What bad spiritual habits do you have that you could replace with a good one? And then I went physical and family and financial and personal and career. It's that wheel and of life. It led, it just it just led to a program called Live to Win. And what Live to Win is all about is you look at every area of your life and you and you you step back and you say, Okay, what are some bad habits that I have in each of those areas that I could replace with good habits? And so that's all Live to Win is. It's it's a real simple approach. Yeah. And what's cool about that is, you know, you're not taking these huge, gigantic steps, you know, when you talk about, you know, replacing bad habits with good habits, people think, well, oh, I drink too much, I need to stop drinking altogether. Like, it's not these huge, huge things that you have to just do, you know, on a, uh, on a whim, just to drop everything and start fresh and start good. It's little things in your life that you can slowly change to get closer to success, correct? Absolutely. In fact, uh, Dad has a quote, and the quote, we call it the termite philosophy. Uh, and the quote is this, um, you know, hurricanes and tornadoes get all the publicity, but termites do more damage, and they take such little bitty bites. Yeah. And the point of that is, is that, you know, there's hundreds of billions, maybe trillions of termites all over the world, and they're constantly taking these real tiny bites. And it does an enormous amount of damage. Well, in our life, when we're unhappy with it, we think there's got to be this huge radical change, right. right? Like like if you think, gosh, you know, I need to lose 50 pounds and eat right and and all that stuff. You'll get overwhelmed. So we, try to, we get overwhelmed. You know, you're trying to run a marathon this weekend. Right. When the, rea- when the reality is a much wiser approach, a much more sustainable approach is just to look at one little bad habit that you have yeah. and repl- a termite-sized bad habit with a termite-sized good habit. So replace the bad with the good. So I'll give you an example on the physical side. Let's just say you drink one soft drink a day. That's all you do. Mm-hmm. If, if everything stays the same, right, you, you eat the same, you move the same, but you replace one soft drink a day with one bottle of water, I mean, that's not a big change. That's just getting a bottle of water instead of a Coke. If you do that every day for a year, then you will have, you will lose 17 pounds and you will consume 44 pounds less sugar <laughs> with just that one little change. Yep. And it's not even like this crazy, outrageous thing. You know, my mom's sitting here next to me just nodding her head like that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, that's not that crazy I mean, of a concept. <laughs> So here I am, I, you know, I've, I tell people I was raised in the Mecca of motivation, you know, I mean, the Garden of Eden for success. Right. That's where I grew up. And I had this little bad habit. I would fall asleep at night listening to the news. Hmm. And then I'd wake up and you know, have nightmares and I'd wake up going, what was going on? <laughs> well, yeah. duh. I mean, I'm listening to tragedy as I fall asleep. I mean, what, is there anything good on the news these days? No. And so my little bad habit, this is on my mental was I was putting in bad information, you know, just as I was falling asleep. So now what do I do? I either I, I put in good information and turn the TV off, or if I'm watching something right before bed, it's got to be neutral. I mean, it's got to be like, you know, Animal Kingdom or you know, something that's 
that, you know, is like okay or wholesome. Yeah. That's just a little change. And so the goal is what if every week all you did was a little tiny bad habit replaced with a little tiny good habit and you did a new one every week? At the end of the year, you're a whole new person. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can relate completely. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to lose weight. And, I, you know, each year for a while, I was saying, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this. And then finally, I just started introducing these little new habits. You know, I tried to, you know, went on a diet program, lost 20 pounds. You know, I started, uh, I got a, um, you know, I got a personal trainer a week ago, and I'm, I'm feeling horrible, but I, it's it's nice, you know. It's nice to make these little little changes where it's an hour out of my day, and it's it's um, two days a week, and it's literally it's going to change my life. It's going to make me happier. It's going to make me stronger. It's going to make me uh, a happier person um, because you know my my health is better. And it's it's one hour out of my day, and it's crazy to think that I haven't done it before. But you know to to find that motivation and keep going, it's just little things like that. Tom, this has yep. been an amazing, incredible show. And as always, I wish we had days to talk, but we only had an hour. So as always, I'll have right. to have you back on to just discuss things and talk about things. But I want people to be able to get involved, you know, to get involved with Live to Win, as well as to get involved with Ziggler because it's truly incredible. So where can people get in touch with you and, uh, you know, all the programs? Oh, so here you go. The the best place to reach uh, all the programs is just to go to Ziggler.com. And if you are listening to this and you want to reach out to me directly, uh, my email is an easy one. It's tom at ziggler.com. So th- there you go. I'll, I'll answer any questions. Uh, if you want to check out Live to Win, we have it right on our website at ziggler.com. And, you know, this is this is great. Thanks for having me on. What a blessing. Uh, you are, are one of our uh, proud Ziggler Legacy certified trainers. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, to me, that's significant. Significance is when we're able to to connect with somebody like you who has a passion to help other people. Absolutely. And then we're able to equip you with all the things that we have, and then you're able to go out and carry your own message uh, along with so many, so much truth and wisdom that comes from the Ziegler uh, vault of information, all the Absolutely. things that Dad did. Thank that's you, Tom. When we at head, that's when we get excited at headquarters is when you go out there like this radio show and make a difference in the lives of other people. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tom. You are awesome guys. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to go to my website. You can check out all my other guests to SandraPerkinsRadio.com. Remember, love God, love people and impact the world for Christ. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.